Hey, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Please Don't Tell My Mom. Um, this is a brand new podcast I, I wanted to start doing. Um, basically, just all the the crazy stories that I see people tell. My favorite thing to do is to talk with my buddies like on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and be like, oh, God, do you remember that that happened? Do you remember that that happened? It's it's honestly my favorite part of of going out and doing crazy stuff, you know, whether going out to the bars or whatever is waking up and talking about it the next day. So I want to have a bunch of the people from the the overstated universe, even though they're it's not officially endorsed by them. Um, just a bunch of them, because I know we've got some crazy stories in this group. But the first guest we have today is somebody I've been really wanting to have on this podcast when we first thought it up like months and months ago. Uh, we initially wanted to do like a, a crazy a dating podcast where we talk about all the, the nut stuff that happens on <laughs> Tinder and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this week we are actually joined by Jana Jackson. What's going on, Jana? What up, Steven? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm trying to wake up still. It's Saturday morning, so I am I am sleeping <laughs> in today. So I'm trying no, to I hear trying you. to take the cobwebs off still and get going. But um, how are you today? I'm good. Um, it's funny because I actually was at a wedding last night and this guy that I'm like chatting with on Tinder, I don't know, he's a law student. I, I give him my phone number and he hasn't like texted me, but he'll respond on Tinder. Anyways, he texted me like in the middle of the night and then uh-huh. so I responded to him this morning and he was like, what are you doing up after a wedding? And I was like, well, I'm going ham tonight. So like I took it easy last night. Like I actually got up this morning and worked out and everything. So I'm just at my normal Saturday chilling in my bed mode right now. Nice. Nice. Oh yeah. So my wife actually works at a wedding venue. She plans weddings. So it's always fun to see like (laughs) the people who go buck wild. She's got some stories about people who just go too hard. Myself included at our wedding, we went, (laughs) I got way too so we we drank the whole time because we we like to drink both yeah. of us we're a bit of party animals um so we got these things and I'll never say the name right so I'm not even gonna attempt to it's a Brazilian drink made out of like rum and oh yeah I know what you're talking about but I can't say it either yeah it's it's impossible her father has told me how to say it because he's Brazilian and I I just can't do it but we were drinking a bunch of those, and then we left the wedding and went to the bar and drank <laughs> oh, more God. with some of the, our friends. And then went home. So I, I was stumbling Good in the Lord. door, and it was a mess. Yeah. She was very oh, upset God. with me the next day. She's like, you didn't help me take off my corset. And I was like, I didn't know what my name was. <laughs> <laughs> but so you got the, the middle of the night you up text from from the law guy it wasn't a it wasn't really a you up so like i guess it's his finals and like at some point last week i had just messaged him like hey hope you're surviving because we were supposed to hang out when i got back from thanksgiving and then he canceled and i was secretly grateful because like i flew back to new orleans from san antonio that day and like a one-hour flight like i was just exhausted like i was like i don't understand but when he canceled, I was like, okay. And then I just knew he had finals coming up. But it's like his trend, I guess. Maybe he's studying late and then he'll text. And I, look, you can message me at 2 in the morning. It's fine. I'm asleep. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not. Like, it's on my phone's on Do Not Disturb. So 
I'm not going to be disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's awesome. So, oh man, so you live in New Orleans. I'm so glad you're the first person on here because I'm certain you have some, <laughs> some stories about going oh, living in New Orleans. Oh lord, um, it's a lot of pressure. Have, I know, no, no, no pressure. Um, do you have any that that stick out, like just off the top of your head? Um. So it's funny when you said the name, please, of this podcast, um, please don't tell my mom. So yeah. when I was in undergrad, it was like my about to be my last semester, which actually ended up being the right before Katrina hit. Um, there was this bar on Tulane called Nick's and like I had been going there all summer. That little part of town is like a little bit shady. It's I'm, I can't even think like it's still a little bit shady. Right. But it was fine. And like my roommates knew the bartender. So like, it didn't matter like how much we drank, like our tab was never more than $10. So like my roommate at the time had been out of, had been in Mobile where she was living because she had studied abroad and she was just to stay, save money. She stayed home that summer. And so she finally moved back to New Orleans because school was starting. So we're like, oh, we're going to take you to Nick's. It's so much fun. So we're at Nick's. Uh, nights wrapping up or whatever. I, no joke, go close my tab. I'm sitting in the yard just waiting for everybody to finish their drinks. And then we hear these loud bangs. Oh. And we're like, is that fireworks inside? Oh, no. And then here comes the bouncer and he's like, get out, get out, get out. And literally is the only night all summer I'd been there where they had like the outside gates locked. So I like hopped the fence and escape everybody i knew was safe um it was kind of wild but it was like oh i was at the bar and there was a shooting and so like i tell my mom what happened and she's like jana you don't have to tell me everything (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh okay i just wanted to let you know like i'm i'm okay she's like i don't need to know everything yeah right i'm safe but i don't want to hear about it absolutely basically oh my god that's so terrifying we're actually going to New Orleans for our um, anniversary in March. Oh, great. Oh, my God. The weather will be so much fun. It'll be great weather. I hope so. We're trying to stay, like, as close to the French Quarter, but not on the French Quarter as mm-hmm. possible. So that way we can walk and not. <laughs> now Now I want to stay even closer that, so that we're walking less. So that way we don't run right. into any possible gunshots. <laughs> well, I mean, depending who you ask here, they'll be like, well, I won't go on the quarter. But, I mean... Yeah quarters it's like everywhere you know it's like you know i lived in chicago for several years and you just have to be aware of your surroundings wherever you are um the garden district is good i like like the cbd is good because it's close to the quarter but it's not as expensive as like being like right off bourbon um but you can and you can still get there really easily so what is what is the cbd it central business districts it's just like downtown like we're all like people go work versus the quarter where um where people party yeah i mean there's offices in the quarter but i had i worked at a school that was in the cbd and there's lots of hotels there too so it's pretty um it's a pretty it's a good place to stay where you want to be close but not like in the quarter right yeah um shoot what was i just gonna say it just just left my mind like i said i'm still shaking off the cobwebs (laughs) but um so you've lived i'm surprised you didn't just sit there and keep drinking while while the gunshots were going. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, it was just like, I had just closed my tab. And, you know, I was a college student, so I think I had work. So I had, like, 
an okay amount of money, but it was just like, oh, I'm glad I had my tab closed because then I would have left my debit card at the bar. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Just like, ugh. But yeah, you've lived in Chicago, New Orleans, and Texas. You, mm-hmm. It should be like it should just be background noise to you at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was like I don't know, and we were just like, no, there's fireworks in the bar because you're just kind of like in disbelief, like. Is this really happening where I am? Yeah. Well, but... I, I've been to a New Year's party before years ago where it was kind of like out in the woods. Because I live, I live uh, outside of Houston, so it's kind of, you know, there's still woods out here. Yeah. And we went to a guy's house and we heard the same thing. It was just like a loud bang. And I said, oh, somebody's popping fireworks, but <laughs> I, I don't see fireworks. And yeah. <laughs> you kind of look off in the distance and people are firing shotguns and just into the distance I'm like cool. Oh my God. cool 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 yeah so yeah that's talk about texas and our guns I'm like, oh my god yeah, it's really- even like when i lived uptown so i live in the suburbs now which is whatever but um we'll always play that's like mm, this is the game gunshots or fireworks like what's happening because you know people will shoot their fireworks off like one or two days before new year's eve oh or god. whatever and like i had an i don't my neighbors used to do it. Like every time the saints would score, they would shoot off a firework and they'd be oh like, really? It's 1230. Like we can't even see it. Right. Oh it, yeah. We do. They do it for like two weeks here. I swear. And then just a random one in February, there'll just be a firework that goes off. And my dog, <laughs> I have a dog that hates it so much. I'm like, who's popping these fireworks? Oh, yeah. I hope it's fireworks. Who knows? I know. like, like I said, you never know down here. Yeah. Um, but that's all. I've never been to New Orleans. Well, I've been there when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's only so much you can do there as a kid. It's not yeah. exciting. Yeah. Now I'm going as a, a legally aged adult who can go there and, and drink. And yeah. my wife is excited because she's been there before um, as, you know, able to drink. So, mm-hmm. she's, oh, I got to take you to this place and that place. And I'm at the point where, like, I can't. I can't can't go like I used to, so I told her I was like, maybe the first couple nights, um, let's take it easy because I don't want to be a zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Um, that's that's the smart way to do it. And like, you could just like ease into it, like a little bit of day drinking. Like you, you know, you just don't go super hard because oh, there's it's a so lot to hard. do. It's so hard for me. I was like, we got to do something like a ghost tour to where we're not there's no temptation of drinking because if it's around i'm gonna want (laughs) well listen i mean if you're in the quarter you pass by a bar it's gonna be some temptation so yeah it's true it's true i know i'm excited to try all the the drinks there like what's what's the big famous drink there the is it the hurricane uh so pat o'brien's has hurricanes yes um you will not trap? scream tourists more than if you go to a bar and get a hand grenade and walking around with your huge like hand grenade what? cup. Yeah, because it's like a green, it's in a green vial, like the bottom looks like a hand grenade and the top is just like a long skinny like vase type thing. But it's just basic. it just screams tourists. So don't do that. Um uh, But I don't mind, I don't mind being a tourist. I'm so. All right. Well, then I mean, okay, listen, you know what? do it do you i don't want to because sometimes you want to go and be a tourist and experience it but it it may knock you on your ass i have no shame i'll be a tourist (laughs) but also i like i like daiquiris too because they're like i will drink a daiquiri during mardi gras 
versus mm. like a beer because a beer like once you go to the bat like once you break the seal that's it that's you know first like whole night yeah yeah like i can drink a daiquiri and i'm good to go maybe have to go to the bathroom once but like it's nothing like when you drink a beer or something else and you just are screwed once you go to the bathroom i know i have to stick to beer though most of the time because once those our our biggest problem is that when we go out it's always shots is that's our downfall as soon as we take the first (laughs) shot we're like we can do one and be fine and then the first soon as it hits my mouth i'm like let's do another one and another one <laughs> we went out. yeah we went out a few weeks ago and i don't want to say like we're not actually old like i we're, we're 29 so we're not you know when i say we're old people get mad They're like you're not old yeah I'm, I'm laughing because i'm 38 i'm like no you're not old at all but when we went out we were like oh we can do this let's go have a couple of drinks we went to a couple of the quiet bars to start and then took one shot and then we we love the deep eddy lemon shot mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just straight deep eddy lemon yeah um and we do one of those and then it all just it just kicks the night into overdrive we're like okay oh, yeah. we're leaving this quiet bar and we're going to this crazy bar where there's like live music and, so, and then we woke woke up sunday and I couldn't move. Like I couldn't leave my bed. <laughs> no, I need water and my heating pad. And I, I'm watching three seasons of Succession. I I can't move. <laughs> oh my god! Like I definitely saw a TikTok the other day when it was just like you know when you're just like chilling with your friends having wine night and then you do one thing and the next thing you know it's like and then you blacked out. It's like what? What yeah. happened? <laughs> it's exactly how it goes. I. I like we were playing darts. We eventually ended up this one bar, and we we're playing darts. And you know the the online the bull shooter darts. Mm-hmm. We we're playing those, and I get so mad whenever I'm playing those because the people are so good at it, and I'm not that great at darts. <laughs> but when I'm drunk, I get that drunk confidence. Like oh, I'm oh, so yeah. good at darts, and they're they're kicking our ass, and I get so mad. I start. As soon as I go pick up my darts from off the board, I'm giving the bird to the screen so that w- they, w- they can see it. <laughs> my wife is so mad. She's like, what are you doing? Stop flipping them off. Like, no, no. They're definitely cheating. They're definitely cheating. There's no way they're this good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm an awful... Once I start taking shots, there is, there oh, is yeah. a limit where I just turn into a different person. I mean, I think that's everybody, right? And, like, I guess, like... So the thing is with shots for me is I don't have one that I go to. Do you know what I mean? Like some people are like, like my friend, Kristen, God bless her. She still drinks Jaeger. So that's, that's her go-to. And like, sometimes we go out and she'll buy me a shot or I'll buy her a shot and I'll do one with her. And then I'll just do Jaeger because I'm like, I don't know what else, but it's disgusting. It's the worst. Like, and and I hate to, when the bartender's like, what do you want? I don't want to be like, can you just make me something girly? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's just I don't want to be that annoying person, or you know, and tequila's a lot, and Jameson, uh, but I can't. But yeah, like you, like once we do a shot, and especially on the weekend, because sometimes we'll go just on like a Thursday and have a drink at our favorite little dive bar, mm-hmm. and then she'll do a shot. It's just her regular. But I'm like, if I do a shot, like that's when I get the most hungover. Yes. Like the shots just fuck you up. Yeah, like I, I can't do it during the week, and it's got to be a special occasion, really, on the weekend to to do it. So I know, and it's that we're at that point now. We're like, ah, we're we. I know we're gonna pay for this for two days, but 
This okay. is going to be fun. I yeah. mean, if all else fails, you can always get a Vegas bomb or, you know, a, what's the other one? Starfucker or something like that. Yeah. You can always sure. do those and they go down smooth, but it's that Red Bull in there. The Red Bull is what kicks my ass because then I'm I'm like, oh, you know that scene in uh, Get Him to the Greek where he does the adrenaline shot? Yeah. Wakes up, that's me. As soon as the, the Starfucker goes in, I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I come alive. But yeah, oh, it's it, we've gotten to that point now. So it's that same night that we went out, my little mm-hmm. brother, my brother is he's twenty, and he mm-hmm. went and drank with his friends that night, and he was staying with us for a little while. So when he woke up that morning, he went to work at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it, I mean that's what happens when you're twenty. You can mm-hmm. you can just bounce back. Yeah. I I remember those days. I I was living in. I kind of lived all over the place. I was I was a drifter for like three years. I literally I lived out of my car and just crashed at different people's houses and oh, just wow. stayed on their couch. Um, but for a while there, I lived in College Station for mm-hmm. like six months and stayed on buddies' couches. And I remember that like you you'd go out and drink all day and all night because who cares? You don't you don't have right. anything to do. Um, I had a let's say not legal source of income <laughs> I was getting back then. Um, so I didn't have to worry about going to work or anything. We just drink all day and then wake up the next day and feel fine. You know, I was 19, 20 years old, wake up and drink a beer to, to get rid of what little hangover there was. Right. And yeah, just get after it. And now, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Forget it. Forget it. I used to, um, there's this, there's a running, well, there's a drinking group and it's called the Hash House Harriers and they're all over. I'm sure there's several iterations in Houston. Um, but when I was in Chicago, I would go on Thursdays and just, I mean, it's all beer, but like, I would usually be one of the last ones, um, to like close it out. And then I would just get to work on Friday and be like, I'm just going to sit here with my Dunkin' Donuts and... (laughs) see how long I can just stay still until it's time for lunch and I'm going to get a greasy gyro and then I'll be alive at like two o'clock. Oh. <laughs> and that was what I did that for like, mm, yeah, at least, yeah, probably like I started hashing in 2008. So like five years cause I, until I left there, but what I couldn't a, do it anymore. Whew. What an awesome name going out hashing tonight. Going yeah. Hashing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to, for a while there i worked in an irish pub so it was i was at that point where the hangovers were starting to hit but they weren't as bad Mm -hmm. and so i would you know obviously go out and drink after work and then wake up the next day and you have to go to an irish pub that's also a restaurant so (laughs) oh god thank god like i could eat some greasy ass irish food like get up some irish nachos or something like that and just try and settle the stomach and then you have the first person who orders a a bloody mary or a beer at like 11 (laughs) o'clock oh yeah somebody take this to the table i can't smell this right now yeah 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 so did you how was your time in san antonio i know i have family there i love san antonio um what did you do in san antonio anything um it was good i didn't do anything like i still have um so it's went to high school so i have a lot of friends that still live there um but it was just like a trip. So I work for a school and so, okay. I work for a school, but on top of that, it's a Jewish school. And we had 
Ida. So we were closed for two weeks for Ida in mm-hmm. September, and then we came back, and there was a bunch of Jewish holidays. So I didn't work a full week of work from the last week of August until the first week of October. And then it was five, it's like six or seven straight weeks of five days of school, which I know I sound so spoiled because there's a lot of people that just don't get holidays, like period. Um, So I was very excited to just do nothing. And I didn't see my friends. I feel a little bad, but I saw a couple Spurs games. I hung out with my mom. We did a little like day after Thanksgiving shopping. And then I came back here to New Orleans and just chilled. So it wasn't even like I did anything exciting. It just was like ready for a, a break from five days of work every week. And it was just like, okay, now the countdown begins to the winter break. So, no. yeah. Oh, I, so you said you grew up in San Antonio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, do, that's what I meant. Like, did you, I mean, did you do a lot of stuff there in San Antonio? Cause I know there's, there's, there's <laughs> like, so much to do there. It's just funny because I mean, we lived, we didn't, we lived away for a little bit. Like I was born there. We lived in Atlanta for a little bit and we came back when I was in middle school and I don't know, it just feels different. Cause it was the like mid nineties. And I was, I graduated high school in 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure there were girls at my school that partied, but that wasn't me or my group of friends. So I'm like, it was a nice place to grow up. Like it was safe, you know, whatever. But I wasn't like crazy. Like I didn't really start drinking until I moved to New Orleans. And, you know, anybody that I went to Loyola with will tell you like that first semester (laughs) that I was at the dorm, I didn't even make it out of the dorm. Like I would just get so drunk on Smirnoff ice that they'd be like, Jana, we're leaving you here. See you in the morning. And I'd be like, okay. And then I would go pass out. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, like after, after break that first year, I was like, I've learned how to pace myself (laughs) so I can make it out of the house. But I remember that. I mean, I, we, me and my buddy started drinking at like 12 when we got our, our first drinks. And then as soon as the first one went in, we were like, okay, we love this. Yeah, we were drinking like we would just steal whatever was at my parents' house. We were just okay. What's in there? We're gonna try and take this. So a lot of the times, like my parents don't really drink that much, so uh-huh. they didn't miss it. We would right. go in and take their. Uh, they were these Parrot Bay wine coolers. Oh my god! And we got <laughs> we got trashed on Parrot Bay <laughs> wine coolers. <laughs> We thought we were so cool. We're like, yeah, we're getting drunk. We're drinking. Like, we didn't realize how ridiculous it was that we were just getting hammered on wine coolers. Just <laughs> sugar water, basically. Yeah. If God, if if we were going to get hangovers, it was going to be from that. Yeah, it's just the sugar, right? Yeah, it's the sugar in it that is allegedly what gives you a hangover. Oh, I mean, that was that was you know similar experience because like my parents, but my parents didn't really drink, but it was like kind of the opposite, like they would have noticed if something was missing. Cause like my dad would drink wine coolers, but just like, you know, whatever. So it's like, if there's four in the refrigerator, then one's missing. It's like, okay, what happened? Yeah. Um, but like one, one birthday I had at my friend's house and like, there was a boy there. And at the time I had a crush on him and he like, it was like, I had a Corona and he like made my beer for me with a lime. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, but that was like, I think I was like, this year and I turned 19 but it's like who cares it's so stupid and like I had one beer yeah I just didn't start drinking until I moved here because 
you know, here, you know, and then being in New Orleans too, like just in being in college, we would drink at the dorm, go to the bar, and it's so lax here. Um, especially where I was, they'd be like, they would check your ID, but they're like, cool, you can get in the bar. And I remember when I first moved here, like I went to open a tab, but I was 20. And they were like, well, you can't open the tab because you're not 21, but you can pay cash or whatever. And I was like, okay. So like, that was like the, that was like the thing at this one bar and it was the bar closest to my dorm. Um, but yeah, that's like, oh. but yeah, I just never drank until I got here, but there's plenty of people that are from here that like there's bars that don't exist anymore. Like there's one called Jimmy's and it was like, all my friends are like, yeah, we would just go to Jimmy's when we're 15 and just get drunk. <laughs> like they're just like the norm of people that grew up here. And right. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, we got one by us. I don't want to give the name away in case any law enforcement does happen to listen to this for whatever reason. <laughs> right. But there's a there's an after hours bar by by me over here. It's literally like down the street from me. And we would go there and you can drink literally until like four or five, six in the morning. As long as people are still there, they're gonna mm-hmm. stay open. They just they've got a big metal door that doesn't have any light coming through, so that way nobody <laughs> like nobody can tell that they're actually open unless you're right. there. So it's like the the world's best kept secret around here. Like nobody say anything about such and such place. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I can't even imagine going to college in New Orleans. Like in the prime of your your drinking days, being in New Orleans for I would have. I don't know how you managed to. I would have never graduated. <laughs> I mean, Loyola was expensive, so there was that. But like. I don't know, like, I, I really don't know either, because I tried to be responsible, like, you know, my first semester sucked because I transferred, and so as a transfer, we registered late, and so we got all the crappy times for class, oh. so I had 8 o'clock class four days a week, and it was just awful, um, but, you know, we are 20, it's like we're talking about, like, I could go out and be like, okay, well, it's two o'clock. I'll set my alarm for six and then I only have class and then I can come home and nap. And that's what actually what I would do. I had like, a, it's either Monday, I think it was Monday, Wednesday or two. I don't remember. One of those combinations where it was like, okay, I have class from like eight to 10 and then I don't have class again until once. So I'm going to come home and nap and I would nap. And then I remember the second semester, I finally got a, a job at the law library, which was across from my dorm. But it was like I had to work during my nap times, and I was like, "Oh my god, how oh. am I gonna make it?" <laughs> oh, um, but it was definitely like sometimes that'd be hard because I didn't, you know, once I think in my whole college career, I probably skipped like two classes, three, not a lot, but once I got to Loyola, I didn't skip any because I'm getting all my money's worth, you know. Yeah. Um. But there was definitely one time where it was like right before spring break and my friends either weren't going to class or they didn't have class and we we're drinking at the park and I'd had a daiquiri and I was like, I had to go to class and I was like, can I sneak this into class? But then I thought against it because my teacher was pretty stern and I sat in the front and I was like, she's too smart for this. So I opted <laughs> out, but it was just like, oh God. I'm sure I wouldn't have been the first person to drink in her class. So, oh, I'm certain no. Didn't feel like getting in trouble for it. It's been like, oh, I love talking about daiquiris. I love the drive-through daiquiri stops. I mean, we we have them here, and the best thing you always go through you get you get a daiquiri, and you know they seal it up. You get an extra shot in there that floats. (sighs) Get a floater in there. Oh, that was the best thing. Is 
when I was working at different jobs, leave that job, go stop through the, the daiquiri stand <laughs> and just drink it on the way home. You know, sorry. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have said that if the law enforcement's leaving either, but. <laughs> well, I mean, they're not, I mean, I don't do it actively anymore. doing it. So. Yeah. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. No, but it's so funny. You talk about not drinking in San Antonio. When I go there, I got family there that I visit all the time. And that's literally all we do there. Everybody there, my my uh, sister lives there, and we just basically as soon as we get there, we wake up. My brother in law and I crack a beer, and we oh, start with the day, and just hang out. It's because uh, I mean the weather's so nice compared to where we both live. The weather mm-hmm. there is perfect. Like New Orleans, I'm sure is is muggy just like it is here. It's just gross. It's just, today is disgusting. Like I told somebody earlier, I'm like I had I whatever the first cold front that came through that was pretty you know sustained for a couple of days yeah. i turned my heater on and then i was like okay i'm not turning the air back on like i just will deal with it i'll sleep with the window open because it gets pretty comfortable at night but um tuesday thursday it was not that it was super hot temperature yeah. but the humidity was like out of control and even at the gym like we're working out it's like this floor is slippery because of the humidity it was ugh. and even today the cold front's coming through this evening i think but like it's just gross outside yeah it's pretty chilly here already but yeah on wednesday and thursday it got up to like 90 and with super yeah. high humidity i'm like it is it's december i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i want to move so bad but yeah um but yeah in san antonio we wake up and you crack a beer and you just hang out like the whole street hangs out because we usually go there on the weekend so nobody's working or anything Mm. and we're literally just like we'll play cornhole in the streets and we drink everybody there drinks it's nuts so when you said like you didn't grow up drinking there i'm like man all these people that i hang out with there that's all they do you go to the river you go i mean don't go to the river walk because that's where the tourists go and it's yeah but like going out to the Guadalupe and stuff, I, that's my favorite thing. We just get trashed and hang out on the river. It's See, the that's so. Fu- I mean, I just, I guess, I don't, I don't do any of those things. And like, I mean, San Antonio was fine, and I don't really know it as an adult. But like, my friends that that like stayed or they left and they came back now, um, like they know what to do. They're always like, Jana, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't live here anymore, and I haven't. And like almost 20 years so i don't know what's cool you know what i mean so i'm sure there's that experience and then the other thing too is it's so big and there's the public transportation is fine nothing i love not to knock mia taking it plenty of times like to spurs games but the public transportation and then you take a lift somewhere which i don't think i ever have in texas but or in san antonio you take a lift somewhere it's expensive because everywhere is so far away Right. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I will go to my friend. You know, I'll hang out with my friends. We'll have a couple of drinks, but I'm not getting wasted because I usually have to drive. Yeah, so. I mean that, that is the downside to like I love I love living here in Texas, but that is the downside is that when you're gonna go do something like if I were to want to go downtown and have drinks like in downtown Houston or mm-hmm. even just the surrounding areas, the Uber ride would be insane yeah i'm like and i'm only like 30 minutes from downtown but 
the the traffic and everything. I love how you say only thirty minutes. That's really far. Well, I, I know. I talk to other people, and they're like, "Yeah, I live like I'm so far away. I live five minutes from downtown." We talk to people like up north or something. I'm mm-hmm. like, five minutes? I could walk that." Yeah, right. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I'm I'm only thirty minutes from downtown, and that's with no traffic. If there's traffic, forget about it. Yeah, it's, it's an hour. But yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, we have plenty to do here. There's, we would go to Galveston a lot. Um, and that's that's an hour and a half, so that that's a hike. Mm-hmm. But usually, you go down there, and when you're young and dumb, you're like, "Well, I can drive it. I don't care." But now you're now when you're older and you can afford to stay in a hotel room or whatever down there. Oh yeah, Galveston's so much more fun, even though it's gross and you don't get in the water because there's flesh eating bacteria. It's so, <laughs> I love Galveston. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's so funny here because. People like the Gulf of you know Gulf of Mexico. It's right there. It's so close, yeah. and we could go to um, I think like Bay St. Louis or Biloxi, like an hour away, mm-hmm. and the beach is right there. But the water is so gross. It's nasty. <laughs> that same you know two more hours down down I ten east to either like Gulf Shores or Pensacola, and the water is beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just like um. Yeah, I hear you on the on the water, but like yeah, Mississippi. It's like I'm I'm not getting in there. Look how brown it is, and then you yeah. just keep going a little bit, and it's like oh, it's so beautiful over here. Yeah, we went just recently for a work trip and hung out at Galveston for the day. Not one of us got in the water. We were there all day long, <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on the beach. And like though, it was that time period where the weather was super nice. It was like <laughs> sixty to seventy degrees. There was uh-huh. no humidity. We were just sitting on the beach, um, sitting under the cover drinking beers and relaxing like that's that's what i like to do at the beach i i don't go hard at the beach i don't go too crazy especially since i was there with my boss and my co-workers <laughs> but like that was during the playoffs so we 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 got drunk throughout the day we didn't get too crazy and then we sat around and watched that it was the night the astros clinched going to the world series so it was mm. we went to some nasty little bar where oh, like, God. you wouldn't have been surprised if there was just needles all over the <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun that's my favorite kind of bar yeah to those little quiet like only the locals go there and chill i don't like going to the the clubs or it's stuff like that you know? yeah if um anymore i'm like if i can't hear you i'm like it's cool we don't like we don't have to stay here like exactly. tonight is my gym's ho- holiday party and it'll you know it'll get a little rowdy. And like, after that, we may go somewhere that's loud, but that, that's one thing where the vibes are already kind of set. But like, if we're just going to have a drink, I'm like, it doesn't have to be loud. Like we don't have to be yelling at it, over each other. There's, there's no point in that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think that's our age. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I'm cool just to sit here and have a glass of champagne or wine or whatever and just chill. Yeah, I don't need to like getting dressed up for the wedding last night. And like tomorrow I'm like, I don't remember the last time I put on makeup. I just don't wear it normally. You know, I'm not one of these people that wears makeup to work. Um, yeah, mostly because I just don't want, I don't have the time in the morning. Like I want to sleep as long as possible. And it already takes me so long to get ready. So to add something else in there, it's like, no way. Yeah. Um, but it was just like getting ready and like going out. It's just like, this is a lot of effort. You know what I mean? So that's exactly but it's all, every it's time. all worth it. Yeah. The trick is you have to get a drink before, like you pregame that'll, That'll coax you into wanting to to go out, but I mean, I don't. 
I'm I'm a married man, so it means nothing to me. I'm like I I can just stay home. It, it doesn't, oh, yeah. doesn't matter to me. Like it, if since you're you're still on the market, or is it a little bit different for you going out? No, I'm just like I mean, because we just go to the same places. Like it's the same like Saturdays. Let's see, Friday. You know, I don't want to do anything because it's I just got out of work, and typically I'm not. I'm just like I just want to like go home and chill. Hell yeah, go to a Mexican restaurant, eat margaritas, or eat margaritas, drink margaritas, <laughs> eat Mexican food. Yeah, um, Saturdays, like, we'll do, sometimes we'll do something, and then I'm just like, or not, like, last Saturday, I literally went to the store, I usually go to the store in the afternoon, Saturdays, and then, like, I came home, and I watched a ton of TikToks, and then, like, tried to figure out, I watched a video on how to edit TikToks, because... Mm-hmm that's just consuming my free time these days <laughs> um but that's it i mean you know i usually do a lot of i i'm on i'm on tinder and i'm on hinge and that's just like where i am with meeting people because i work at my gym which is where i would i like when i moved back here that's where i made a lot of my friends that weren't college friends mm-hmm. so it's like i'm not really into shitting where i eat um so that's kind of not happening well, don't then, you try it. I got married that way. Well, I mean, I'm not, but I'm just like, uh, I mean, and there's, you know, whatever. I'm just like, that's where I kind of am with that. And then yeah, yeah. at work, I work at a school and, you know, whatever. It's all female. And so I'm on like Tinder and Hinge to meet people. And I'm very much, I don't know, I'm kind of in a place I've got, it's like this, I had this whole like summer of Jana and it was great and like I don't think I want a boyfriend right now but I'm like just like a friend with benefits type deal would be cool I'm like like my like my tinder bio right now is just let's watch succession and send each other tiktoks do you know what I mean that's kind of where I'm at I'm just like chilling like we don't have to do all of this like stuff you know what I mean like you just want to hang out like we can just hang out it's cool and I have a couple of guys that are like hey you know the joke is like they're my roster but it's just like <laughs> people that i like and i know they like me and we just like chat or whatever and hang out and i'm like there's no pressure but i don't know that's just just kind of where i'm at though my friends and i were trying to figure out new year's plans and i'm the only single one right now and i was like um i don't know why i'm feeling this way but you guys can just go out i don't particularly feel like being a fifth or seventh wheel because they were like oh we'll invite this other couple and i was like that at this particular moment on this Saturday, I was like, that doesn't really sound like what I want to do on New Year's Eve. Yeah, inviting but... inviting another couple doesn't make it any less. <laughs> right. And then, and then you know, another one of our friends is still kind of like going through her breakup. And it's, you know, we think it's permanent and it's kind of going back and forth. And I'm like, I don't really want to be with her either just because it's like, I'm, I'm past like the mushy stage. I don't want. You know, you see these videos or TikToks and they're like, oh, your your toxic ex texts you and you text him back. I'm like, no, that man is blocked on my phone and I don't <laughs> want to ever see him or think about him in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like way beyond that. I'm like, I, I don't want to be like, here's the single friend we invited. So you have a single friend to talk to either. You know, like that's kind of where I am at with that. But Hell yeah. I mean, that's I, that's literally how I lived for the first 24 years of my life. <laughs> My my wife is the first woman that I've ever dated for longer than a month. Oh wow! Yes, and but I mean it was kind of one of those where you knew right away. Yeah. Everything before that, it was literally like I had, I had dated one girl for a month, 
and beyond that it was all just like one-time thing so i was i was very very similar growing up where it was like <laughs> ah, i'm not really i'm not really into just dating one woman as gross as that sounds but like i was literally... i mean i don't you know i don't i mean whatever as long as the other person doesn't think they're in a committed relationship with you do you know what i mean like well, we're not leading each other on then i think it's fine well, and i don't know it's funny like me six years ago may have been like oh my god but i don't know yeah no I, it, i'm definitely it, it wasn't a good thing i was not not a great person before <laughs> so it was it was kind of a complete 180 whenever i met my wife but with her it was just like she didn't really give me an option she was like no 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 we're <laughs> we're gonna try this you're not just gonna right one time it so yeah but it worked out well like i was just being a stubborn ass like usual yeah and she was an stubborn enough for me to, <laughs> to <laughs> well good for her yeah yeah no she's awesome but before that it was literally like i didn't want i, I just wanted to be able to go and do what i wanted you know mm -hmm. i was uh, like i said i was i was a drifter for basically three years or so and i it it wasn't because i was not you know like i was trying to get out of that i thoroughly enjoyed it i me and right. me and mike have talked about it before where we honestly loved living out of a black trashic bag uh black <laughs> trash bag you know in, yeah. the, in the back of my car and sometimes you sleep there i've you know sometimes you sleep on a buddy's porch because they're not awake at oh morning when you show up <laughs> yeah. this is such a guy thing like oh my god i mean i just think like me i i me as a girl scout we didn't camp in tents and i refuse people were like let's go camping nobody's ever asked me that but like because i'm like i don't camp like is it a cabin like, is there electricity and running water? Like, that's me. Like, that's just my, that's where I'm at with that. And I'm okay with being that way. So it's funny when I'm like, this is such a guy thing. A guy would be like, oh, I'm going to sleep on his porch because he's not answering my phone calls to let yeah. me in. Sleep on the couch. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was literally a stray dog whenever my wife oh, let me. Uh, she's oh, still God. trying Plus to, that woman. She's still trying to break some habits to where she's like, no, no, no. We don't live like that anymore. We're <laughs> We're a married adults. So I'm like, yeah, well, you know, like if I, I get to the point where, I mean, this is going to sound gross, but like if food would fall on the floor. Yeah. I'm, okay. We'll go save that. It's, it's perfectly fine. Don't, don't throw that away. Cause I got, you live to where yeah. like, you don't, you're trying to decide like, okay, am I going to put $5 of gas in my car or am I going to uh -huh. go get like uh, two spicy McChickens from McDonald's? Like right. what am I doing today? Right. So I've lived, I tell her, I'm like, I, I know I seem cheap, but it's literally just because I live. It's habit. Yeah. Like I, I live, I stayed on porches and I don't mind. Like I'll sleep outside when we have people come over and we're hanging out in the patio. I'll fall asleep on the back patio, just sitting there <laughs> drinking. And she's like, what are you doing sleeping outside? I'm like, just sleeping out here. I'm fine. <laughs> Nothing's going to get me. Listen, I don't, you know, until I got a cat, um, not that I was like, depending on what the food was, but it's like, oh, I dropped a French fry. I'm like, oh, I five second rule. Mm -hmm. But then I got a cat and I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Cause whatever. But, um, and I haven't gotten, you know, monster RIP died this summer, but I haven't yeah. gotten out of the habit of that, but just like, 
I hear you. I'm like, you know, if I drop a little thing, oh, just if it's just me, I'll pick it up. And I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's just one of the things. It's literally like there are many things where she's like, okay, you're not a stray dog anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we, you have we, a we, home. Yeah. You two incomes. <laughs> yes, exactly. She's like, we don't have to do that anymore. Um, how was how was Chicago? I'm gonna go through all the cities you lived in, but <laughs> um, I I loved Chicago. I still love Chicago. I went there this summer for the first time um, since the pandemic, so since 2019, mm-hmm. and it was just like I missed it. I mean, I love. I went there for grad school, and I knew that I would. I always knew that I would come back to New Orleans. Like I just leaving after Katrina, I probably wouldn't have left if Katrina didn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. And the timing was just kind of right because I knew I wanted to go to grad school and. That was my last semester of school, of undergrad. Um, and so I went to Chicago and I was like, I'll, I'm just going to live in this big city for as long as I think I can make it. And then I'll, you know, whenever I'm ready to leave, like, I'm not going to, like, I won't come back. Then not, and in, 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 a more, in more of a long-term sense. But if I won the lottery, I would definitely be a snowbird and I'd be, you know, in New Orleans in the winter and then in Chicago in the summer. Um I loved it. I only have one tattoo, and that tattoo is the Chicago skyline. I made some amazing friends there. You know, I love going back. I just, I, there was a blizzard in 2011, and I said, I can't do this again. <laughs> and I literally moved a year later because it was just like I was over snow and having to like deal with it. And I would get cold, and then I just stay cold, and I wouldn't feel my toes for like six months. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd much rather be down here complaining with you about the humidity and heat than like oh it's ten degrees outside yeah like that's, that's just much. not where I'm at that's too much I I know we get I get mad now when it's like forty fifty degrees I'm like this is unacceptable <laughs> yeah. but I I visited Chicago years ago and I mean we even went we went during the summertime and it was still mm-hmm. freezing we went to a Cubs game and oh yeah it was in June or July something like that. And I literally, like, we wore shorts and t-shirts because it's June or July. Yeah. And I had to go buy two shirts at, at the Cubs game <laughs> just to throw on because I was so cold. Like, this, it's this summertime. Why is it so cold here? Um, and that's just how it is, I guess. My parents came when I for my, gra- my grad school graduation, which was in late May. Okay, so late May, Texas and southeast Louisiana or south Louisiana, it's like, it's summertime it's on yeah right the yeah. the nice part of spring is over and get ready with the humidity and we went to a cubs game and it was like pretty decent seats they were covered so if it rained we were good but it was so cold yeah we had to buy a blanket and the wind and so like we're sitting there we yeah we got a blanket we got hot chocolate it was like i'm pretty sure we stayed for the whole thing because we're just you know completionists in that way but I was just tired of like, I feel like one summer it didn't get above 80. And I was like, I can't do this. I would like to be hot in the summer. Like, I want to be just like sweating. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't real summer. Yes. Um, I, I can definitely walk down the street when it's, you know, a thousand degrees here in the summertime much easier than I can when it's, you know, 40 degrees outside at night and the wind's blowing. I'm like, no, no, no. We're staying inside tonight if it's like that. <laughs> but during the summertime when the sun is up and it's 100 degrees and the humidity's at whatever percent all the way up. And like, yeah, all right. Well, let's go outside. Let's play basketball. Let's play football. Let's do something. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot going on. I 
I, we didn't do that. I mean, we went to all the tourist stuff. We went to Chicago. We went to, I think it was Giordano's. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. say. Um, we went there. Went to look at the Sears Tower because it was closed by the time we were there. And then, yeah, went to the Cubs game. But it didn't. Um, it didn't seem like there was. I mean, other than Wrigleyville, it didn't seem like there was a whole big. I don't know. Maybe what time of year did you go? Like June or July in the summertime. So like, and it's funny because there was a lot of times in the summer where I'd be like, I have double booked myself for like multiple weekends. And I was just like in Chicago, I was very busy. Um, that time. And I guess the thing that I really liked the most about living there was there was actually four seasons. There was summer, there was fall, like in winter and spring. And I did love that. You know, if I could handle winter, I would consider staying there. But in the summer, there's always street festivals. Mm. And so sometimes they're downtown, but most of the time they're like in the neighborhoods. I'm just trying to think like. Well, I'm um, I'm sure we just missed, missed yeah. all of them. Yeah, it was just we were doing all the tourist stuff. Oh, yeah. there's. But I mean, next time you go, like you just have to look up like. And I, I feel like there's more. So I lived there from 2006 to 2012 and I definitely feel, and I don't know if it's more because of like the friends that I made and like getting to know more people that lived in the city. And so having different things to do, but, um, you know, I feel like there was more street neighborhood festivals popping up like towards the end of my residency there. And so it'd be like, Oh, um, uptown, they're having a burger festival. Logan square has this festival, you know, there's Lincoln Park Fest, like all these different festivals every week. And then the thing about it is because there's open container laws, so you can't drink outside in Chicago. But yeah. on these street festivals, you are outside, but because it's a festival and they have the permit, you can drink outside. Yes. So people are like super out there, like loving their lives. You know what I mean? Um, yes. My favorite festival here, it's just going to sound ridiculous, but there's there's a catfish festival. Ooh, right that sounds by, delicious. Oh, it's amazing. They literally like in the it's the city I, I've grown up in outside of Houston here. <laughs> and they shut down all of downtown. Like all the streets are closed for uh driving. Like you mm-hmm. can't drive through there. And it's literally like there's there's um vendors at, all up and down the streets. And it's not a big town, so it's you know, you can get mm-hmm. through it all in a day. It's not a big deal. But you just walk around, you drink, you eat catfish in all different oh, ways, try gator, all that stuff. Like it, it's awesome. And then there's different concert stages here and there. It's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, South by, but the entire in a neighborhood. City. Yeah, but the entire city. Um, so that's yeah. That, honestly, that's my favorite thing to do. It's be able to just walk down the street, yeah, the beer and do that kind of stuff. But I typically I hate those kind of festivals, like the big festivals like South by. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go pay $300 a ticket for a, to be surrounded by a bunch of people that I can't stand. <laughs> I don't want to be around these kind of people, people with mustaches like I have that they stole from, <laughs> they stole from me. Like, I, yeah, definitely not a hipster, but they, I look like one because they stole my look. I, um, so I got very lucky and my, first or my second I mean I guess my first full summer in Chicago I worked Lollapalooza and so I worked it the next like two or three summers um trying to think yeah I think I worked it three summers and it was amazing 
because I got to go to Lollapalooza for free. Yeah. And then my last two years, they actually paid me because I got like, I was a cabana manager. Nice. So I never paid for Lollapalooza when I saw it. Like I would pay now, but it totally spoils it because you're like, you know, even though I was in the cabana working, like if your people are not in there, then you just kind of get the chill and you get to stay nearby in case they come back and need something or whatever. But like, right. You're like, I don't want to be down there with the peasants. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, even if, if your people are gone for a while, you know, they're going to be gone. You've got your badge that gets you into just basically anything. Um, there was a couple of times, like, so this, the first summer I worked, uh, Amy Winehouse played on the stage that I worked at. Oh. And yeah. So like for most, um, for most of the people I could have gotten on the stage to watch, but like, she was one of those artists where it was like, nobody like you had to have whatever credential to, to get backstage, but yeah. such a cool way to see Lollapalooza. Cause it's like, Oh, they're over there. And you know, and to be able to be backstage and just kind of like accidentally, I don't think I, I don't remember really running into anybody, but it'd be like, they'd be right there. And you're just like, Oh, cool. They're right there. That's awesome. It's so Lollapalooza. I don't forgive me. I don't even know what it is. Is this a music festival? Oh, yes. So they used to be traveling like Lollapalooza is, let me see. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, so it's kind of like, like Bonnaroo or, or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's traveling. Uh, so it used to travel. I don't want the whole. <laughs> the whole page. <laughs> well, yeah, and it was taking me to Lollapalooza's like official page. I'm like, no, I just want the Wikipedia. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, I guess, you know, this is the age difference in you and I in just a few years, but it was a traveling festival starting in 1991. Uh-huh. And then, so look, our Wikipedia says, so it traveled from 91 to 97 and then 2003, it was something, but then 2005, they were in Chicago and um, like, they signed like a multi-year, like I remember they signed like a multi-year deal to just stay in Chicago instead of being a traveling festival. Hmm. So it's been there um, the first weekend of August or last weekend of July for a long time. Hmm. Um, and it's really cool. I mean, you know, and a festival was like my favorite way to see music because yes, it's $300 a lot to pay, but if that's the whole weekend, I'm seeing everybody, you know, for that price. And I'm not like, you could easily pay half that for one band. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, it's like Jazz Fest here. I bought my weekend pass for Jazz Fest for this year. It's supposed to be in October, but then you know, Delta or whatever freaked everybody out. So they can't, so they just push it back to April mm -hmm. next spring when, she, when it would be anyways. But I'm like $200. I'm going to guarantee you whatever headliners I see that weekend I would pay a hundred dollars to see them individually. So then you get to see all these other bands and then like jazz fest here, there's food like strawberry lemonade, crawfish bread. Oh. Um, I love this Cushon de la Po'boy that there's a place it's in the East and I can get it whenever they are open. But like there's certain things that people here only eat during jazz fest. And it's just like all of that stuff is worth the two hundred dollars that you pay for the whole weekend, you know, I would um, I would pay any amount of money for something called crawfish bread. Oh my god, it's amazing! <laughs> I mean, it's exactly what you want. I mean, it's it's crawfish it's bread, it's cheese, oh. and it's delicious. Oh my god, I cannot wait for crawfish season. <laughs> we're so close. Oh, we're so I know. Close. I can't yeah. wait. Um, yeah, half half the people who are going to listen to this aren't going to understand, but no, <laughs> but we know. Yeah. 
and especially like because you guys do like um there's like that with the vietnamese way of like yes. cooking it yes the the uh oh god bless it i can't think of you know what i'm sa- you know what i'm yeah, saying it, there's there's a bunch of food trucks around here that do it it's like i can't think of the name but they combine like vietnamese and cajun food. yeah and it, yeah i've had like uh oh like crawfish kimchi fries before that oh my god might have been the best thing i've ever tasted in my life it was that sounds amazing yeah every every one of those food trucks if i see it there's a there's a place right outside of uh the astro stadium that's called a food truck not food truck truck yard where Mm -hmm. they, they do a bunch of uh shipping containers make like the walls and the the structure basically and they have a whole bunch of food trucks that come in and that's the first time i've ever had um Viet Cajun food, I forget mm. how to say it right now, but yeah, it was, it was so good. I was like, yeah, the drinks are awesome here, but let me have some more of this. Yeah, right. The best. I mean, there's a Facebook group called Where Nola Eats, and it's just like people looking for recommendations or passing on something that's happening at a re- you know restaurant or whatever. But the best is like when we'll get tourists, so like that are in there, and they ask about crawfish in like November. Or, oh. you know, some off season and they're like, I really want to eat crawfish. And everybody's like, if you find a crawfish now, it's going to be X, Y, Z. And just like, don't you know, eat it. Just, don't you know, eat it. It's, it's like it's frozen. East, Easter, like, you know, Lent to like Easter is really when I eat it. And I'll eat some after. But even in May, I'm like, is this is no, I wouldn't eat it. No. Oh, we're ready in January. I've, I, I Yeah, I mean, but that's early, right? It's yeah, they're still small at that point, but they're, I mean, they're not frozen anymore. They're they're fresh at that point, right? Because you know it, it heats up here. I used to work with a buddy of mine. We'd go pick up crawfish from like on the border of Louisiana, forget where it was at, but we would drive this big truck and we'd go pick up a bunch of crawfish from some big field out there, and then take it <laughs> back, and then we'd go back home and they'd start prepping it and we'd eat crawfish so we'd drive all through the night wake up and or we we drive all through the night drop it off at like eight o'clock in the morning they start to boil we take a little nap wake oh, up and there's crawfish oh that sounds amazing i miss i miss that job a little bit sometimes but <laughs> yeah I, yeah i cannot wait for crawfish season it's the no, best it's good um did you have any other tinder bumble whatever the other app uh, stories <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just like, I'm trying to think because I... You've gone through unscathed in Tinder and in Bumble? I wouldn't say unscathed. Um, I know it's very... I'll just say this. like, So I met my ex-boyfriend on Tinder six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like fine, whatever. And just like, I guess... I don't know. It was fine. And then we dated for five years. And then we broke up in the spring. Oh. And... um. And so, like, being back on there now, I don't know, I'm just, it's just me as a different person being, like, so I'm like, oh, my God, I must have been, like, a horrible person to talk to. I was like, boyfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. But I'm like, <laughs> don't even, don't even bother me with that. Like, will you just respond to my text? Like, that's cool. Like, and if you don't, like, that's also cool. But. Yeah. Um, I did have a guy I met on Hinge shortly after getting on there. And, like, he would. Like we were text pretty frequently and it was at the point where it was like, okay, it's time to shit or get off the pot. And so finally, like I basically like asked myself on a date with him mm-hmm. and he was a little bit too young for me, 
not really. So he was 29, but um, I was like, <laughs> okay, I know. I'm sorry, but like that's to me, that's nine years, and it's like that's kind of a big difference. Sure. Um, even though one time I did date a guy that was in his 50s when I was still in my 20s. Yo. Yeah, and that was fun. Um, but so like that guy date was fine. I I my policy is like if you get a first date, unless you do something totally egregious, you're going to get a second date because meeting somebody, especially the way like if I meet you on Tinder, like you could be totally nervous the first time or like I could be nervous or just whatever. Yeah. Um so like one of the first date, he was polite. We you know, we're at the bar for a couple of hours and um, like I was the one that was like, okay, well I need to leave cause I had to get up in the morning or whatever. And then, but I was like, I'm not asking myself on a date again. Like I'm not going to force you. And then we were just like pen pals all summer. Like he would just like text me. And then at some point I stopped responding to him or like, I wouldn't like, I didn't ghost him, but I would respond to his texts, but I wasn't going to like text him first. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And then at some point I realized he started texting me less frequently, which was fine by me. And then at some point I realized he would only text me on Thursdays. And it was just this running joke for a couple of months with my friends where I'd be like, oh my God, you guys, guess what today is? And they'd be like, what? And I'm like, it's Thursday. And then I would just send them the screenshot <laughs> of this guy texting me. And then we were like, you know, I was like, we're just pen pals. And I think... He probably texted me during Ida because I, you know, you just check on your people, make sure everybody's cool. Yeah. And so we were texting then, and we texted a little bit after, and then I actually just realized earlier, I'm like, wow, he hasn't texted me in a long time. I'm like, maybe he got the hint, but it was just like, I don't. Sometimes I don't understand. I'm like, if you don't want to text me or you don't want to hang out with me, like it's okay, I'm I'm fine with it. But like, why drag it on if you're not gonna like ask me out again? You know, right? like in in guy brain here, it makes me think like. Okay, Thursday is the night that his girlfriend goes out with her friends. So he's like, oh. oh, okay, well, here you go. Or his his girl that he's seeing. Right. That's that's coming from a former scumbag brain over here. <laughs> I, this, I mean, I could have totally misread him. He didn't seem like a scumbag because he was like, he was always, you know, asking me about work and stuff. But, and he was very nice. But I, I mean, and I wouldn't, whatever, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to be, I'm not in anybody's relationship, but. I don't want to date somebody that if you're not, everybody knows you're in an open relationship. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I was just, it was just bewildering because most guys, if they meet you and they don't want to see you, they just turn into a freaking ghost. They don't continue to text you and then not try to see you again. I, don't know. I mean, that's, <laughs> I could say some things like, no, you always, as somebody who lived 24 years as a single man, you always <laughs> had to have somebody there. Like it was awful, but there were girls that you would be <laughs> like, okay, let's just keep just enough contact to where if I text him out of the blue, cause I'm lonely, we'll say <laughs> they're not going to be like, well, what is this about? Yeah, right. You still you keep enough contact, but you know, I'm not saying that's what it was. It's just, that's what comes. But to here's, but here's right? the thing. If he was lonely, then he'd have to ask me out. Do you know what I mean? Or, or you, do you mean just like lonely, like, oh, I just want somebody to like respond to my text message? It could be. Yeah. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things. For me, it did not mean that. It was. It See, well, and that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just like, I'm just going to text this people every, you know, eight to 10 days to be like, poke. Yeah. Like, right. hey, test, like just here. testing the waters. Like, Will you respond to my text message? I mean, like, I'm not doing it to anybody I'm not interested in or, like, wouldn't want to come over. But it's just, like, 
where do we sit here? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So absolutely. I don't. I don't think that's. Um, uh, I don't think that's scummy. I'm glad I never dove into Tinder. That that could have been bad for me. <laughs> but was it? So you you met your wife through work? Yeah. I mean, we okay, but, but you were like, but like those apps were out there, right? When you guys were dating. Oh yeah, they were out there. I just didn't. Uh, even before, I mean, they were out before I even started okay. dating her. I was just never was into that kind of thing. Like I never, it always had that stigma of, yeah, you know, it, it, it's stupid to think now because literally everybody uses it. But like growing up, you're like, oh, this person's on a dating app. Like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, so it's funny. So when I was in college, eHarmony was like, a, was like pretty big. Yes. And like, I, I was on eHarmony. E-Harmony, I was on Match, like, uh, most dating, not a lot, but, like, E-Harmony Match, there was one year my friends in Chicago and I, we were like, okay, we're all getting boyfriends this year, <laughs> and so we were on all these websites, and, but, like, yeah, like, and not, and then it was so much harder, because there were no apps on phones for that stuff, like, you had right. to be on the website, you know, and, um, <laughs> Like then, then there was definitely a stigma, and I remember when I so when I first moved back to New Orleans, somebody told me like you should get on Tinder, and it was a gay guy, so I was like, okay, let me listen to him, mm -hmm. and it was just like weird because you like then I think Tinder was like, and I it can be you know a, a just a hookup or like you can people can find somebody they want to like spend real time with, um, but it definitely was like ew, this feels weird to be on here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then like I deleted it for a while, and then like I got back on, and I don't know, but yeah, definitely from when I was in college, getting on a dating web like an actual website yeah. versus now where it's like Hinge emails me every day, and they're like, Jana, we think you might be compatible with um Jacob, and then I look, and Jacob is like twenty years old, and I'm just like, I could be his mother, so no, thank you, Hinge. <laughs> But I mean, I have friends, I mean, to that end, when I asked you, because I have friends that got married and like, they didn't exist or like, they've been in a relationship for so long that like, if something happened, they're like, I wouldn't even know what to do. And I'm like, I don't blame you. Yeah. It's kind of a shit show. Like, you know what I mean? Just like some, like some things work out and some, I, I don't, I don't know. It's not like, you know. I, I it's fine. I couldn't go through the stress of of using that. I think that's what it is. Is that it would constantly be like a okay? I have to check this and make sure. Like, there's no way I'm. I can't put myself through that kind of stress. I'm so much more like okay. I got. I'm gonna wait until Friday night or whatever. This is my allotted time to go try and meet someone. I'm so fair enough. Schedule oriented. Where I'm like I can't all week long. Like even now, my wife gets so mad at me because I don't text her very much I, I talk to her when we're at home but like <laughs> right. i don't i don't communicate that much on the phone i'll mm -hmm. the most i do is go on like our groups and stuff and i talk to people on there but it's usually just goofing off like one little yeah jump in say something snarky and then jump out yeah but, like i she'll text me and be like hey how's your day going i'm like how's we'll talk about it when i get home tonight <laughs> <laughs> so i know i would be so bad at those apps just well and it just i guess it just depends because like i'll go through phases so when i first got back on tinder early like late spring or whatever um 
Like, I would be like, okay, I'm going to swipe every day. Because, you know, the first part of the breakup, you're just like, I don't want to think about this person, like, whatever. So it's like, I'd be on there every day, every day, just like swipe. And then at some point, I was like, my thing is just to swipe right on everybody and see what happens. Because my also my thing is that I don't, I'm not messaging a guy first. Yeah. I want them to message me. And it, and it does, like, there's so many matches that just sit there. Because then guys also don't message. So it's like, it's kind of a weeding out process, right? For me, that's kind of how it goes where it's like, I'm going to swipe on whoever. And if we match, great. But you've got to talk to me first. And that's fine. And I'll respond and we'll, we'll go. And then and then it goes further where it's like, okay, do we move this conversation off the app and then into a text message? And sometimes that happens just depending on the person, right? Like it happens faster in some people than others. Yeah. And then so it fizzles out in Tinder, whatever. But then text somebody, and then, like, if it actually seems like it's going somewhere to make plans, I mean, the funnel just gets, you know, harder and harder to go through. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, you get to meet somebody every day or, like, whatever. And so you can, like, and even now, like, it's slowed down, and there's a, a couple of guys that I do like or whatever. And so it's like, I'll go on and be like, oh, let's see what's happening. Like, I'm bored. Let's just swipe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, it's whatever pressure you put on yourself. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, maybe now I go on there, like, a couple times a week. Whereas, like, in April or May, it may have been every day. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, you go through phases. So, yeah. yeah. And then some people I know, like, they, I don't know. It just, but it is like how you are, and some people would have to learn to just like you deal like, oh, this person doesn't text very much. Like, yeah, okay. Well, God bless, God bless my <laughs> wife for putting up with me long enough to where I don't have to go on there. Right, exactly. She just knows. Okay, I'll see him at the end of the day. Like, whatever. Yeah, pretty much. Like, we'll catch up while <laughs> while I'm where we're laying in bed or over at yeah. dinner and stuff. Like, yeah. Be- well, but then like, if you're texting all day, what do you talk about when you get home? Right, exactly. I don't want to write other things to talk about by the time we're forty. Like we got right the 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 things that like the people that I text all day with, I don't see every day. You know what I mean? Like I'm chatting with like my group friends or like my internet friends, and it's like we'll chat all day because I don't see you at the end of the day. But if it's like if I have a person that I know I'm going to see every day or like whatever frequency or like I'll even if I was somebody who's going to see that night, I'd be like, okay, well let's just chat less and I'll see you on everything. Yeah, in person. Well, like when we when we were dating and I was working at the at the pub, I would be working until the middle of the night and there would be a lull period. There was between mm-hmm. like I forget what time it was, like midnight and one o'clock where on some nights there would be a big lull. So I'd go outside. That was that was smoke break time. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, OK, I got to go out. If I wanted an extra break instead of saying, hey, can I get an extra smoke break? I would go outside and be, I would be like, OK, I'm going to go call my wife real quick and check in. Yeah. So I would literally sit out there just so I could get an extra smoke break and stay away from the, <laughs> the pub. And my wife is like, oh, he's so romantic. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm being romantic. <laughs> so, luckily, yeah. she's never going to listen. She's tired of listening to me on podcasts, so she's never going to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, enough, Steven. It's fine. No, she knows. Um, yeah. Well, Janet, it was a pleasure. We've gone over an hour, and I know I don't want to give Mike too much time to edit. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, and I'm happy to, um, you know, I'm happy to be a regular guest. I, please, I, know, I like, yes, I like come on again. talking about myself to other people, even though I'm like very shy. Like my friends are like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, 
It's like I was showering, but also looking for my headset for this podcast I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, like, you and I have, like, we've grown up in similar areas. So we have, like, when we just started talking about crawfish, most people that I'm going to have on here are not going to be able to go on no. for, for 20 minutes no. about crawfish. So they won't. You're definitely going to have to be a regular on here. We need to check in often on how Tinder is going, <laughs> see what phase you're in at the moment. <laughs> see for sure. You, um, but yeah, it was always a ple- it's always going to be a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to the next time, um, and I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. All right, we'll see you later. All right, bye. <laughs>